0: Insights from the world's best medical minds, this is the therightdoctors.com. My experience is of uh, 30 years. I am practicing as a high-risk uh, pregnancy expert and clinical care in obstetric specialist. I am also hospital management expert and at present uh, and I was uh, awarded with honorary FRCOG by Royal College of London. Last time we had discussed about the uh, precautions what patients should take to prevent uh, herself from uh, covid 19 infection a pregnant lady what precautions for the pregnant lady this time i would like to discuss the what what should uh, healthcare workers should do and how the patient pregnant lady having covid 19 infection can be managed so first of all why are precautions necessary for healthcare workers Healthcare workers are at high risk of acquiring the COVID-19 infection when they are caring for the patients. There is a risk of spread of infection from an infected patient to the healthcare provider and then onward spread to more patients and the population at large. As of early March, it is estimated that 3,300 healthcare workers were infected in China. It has been estimated that about 20% of the healthcare workers who care for COVID-19 infected patients in Italy acquired the infection. Whereas the experience in Singapore and Hong Kong has been that there was no transmission to healthcare workers with thorough and adequate use of PPE that is uh, personal protective equipment and other protective measures. The three principles that healthcare workers should follow are distancing, use of appropriate PPE correctly and chemo Maintain a distance of at least one meter from patients and other healthcare workers and relatives wherever it is feasible. Remove non-essential items from the consulting or examination room to facilitate cleaning and disinfection, regular hand cleaning with soap and water or alcohol based rubs for at least 20 seconds. And patients will be offered surgical masks if they have respiratory symptoms. Where the women, pregnant woman is confirmed to have COVID-19 infection and presence in labor or is undergoing the surgical procedures, there is a need to enhance measures using personal protective equipment to prevent acquiring infection through respiratory droplets. The PPE should therefore include masks such as N ninety five respirator, face shield, goggles and other measures. In addition to about two measures, the Indian Council of Medical Research ICMR also recommends the use of hydrochloroquine as prophylaxis for symptomatic asymptomatic healthcare workers caring for suspected or confirmed COVID-19-infected patients. The recommended regime is to take the tablet of 400 mg hydrochloroquine twice a day, one day one, and then once weekly for 7 weeks. The medicine should be taken with meal. Uh, the healthcare worker should not fall into a false sense of security. when pharmacopropylactase is being used, and the other preventive measures should be followed. It is now uh, now it is important to know the clinical presentation of COVID-19 in pregnancy. We all know that the mean incubation period is five to seven days, and most people who are infected usually show features later side 11 days of exposure. At the time of every pregnant patient contact, irrespective of the reason for the clinical meeting, healthcare workers should inquire about features of severely acute respiratory illness, history of travel abroad, and history of contact with a known or possible COVID-19 infected person or attending events where such persons were present. Most pregnant women will have mild to moderate flu-like symptoms of cough, sore throat, and fever. Few may have difficulty in breathing or shortness of breath. These have been classified as features of severe acute respiratory illness known as SARI by the WHO. Pregnant women, especially those with associated medical diseases like diabetes, asthma may present with pneumonia and marked hypoxia. Immunocompromised and elderly pregnant women may present with atypical features like fatigue, malaise, body ache, nausea, diarrhea. There is lots of worry regarding the effects of COVID-19 infection on mother and fetus, but preliminary research suggests that the infection is not transmitted from mother to child by placental transfer or through secretions in the genital tract. At present with a study of small number of cases, there is no evidence of any fetal abnormality or fetal growth restriction or oligohydromuse with COVID-19 infection. There is no rationale for recommending immune to detect fetal infection. An ultrasound 14 days after the infection can be considered for the pregnant woman who has recovered from infection just for reassurance. At present, there is no evidence of high risk of abortion and high risk of freedom labour with COVID-19 infection. The most uh, likely question, most frequently asked question is when to advise for testing for COVID-19 in pregnancy. In India, as per the ICMR guideline, the criteria for offering a laboratory test are the same for pregnant women and non-pregnant population. Currently testing for COVID-19 is advised for two types of pregnant women. First, a pregnant woman who has acute respiratory illness with hospital admission or with history of travel abroad in the last 14 days or a close contact of a laboratory proven positive patient or when she herself is a healthcare worker. And second type of women are a pregnant woman who is presently asymptomatic should be tested between 5 to 14 days of coming into direct or high risk contact of an individual who has been tested positive for the infection. So, these two types of women are pregnant women are advised for the laboratory test. Some countries, such as South Korea, Singapore, Shanghai, were shaped by more widespread testing. In this approach, the rationale is to identify as many infected individuals as possible and then to isolate or quarantine them before they infect others. Other investigations carried out are showing the results that COVID-19 infections can cause leukopenia, lymphocytopenia, mild thrombocytopenia, mild elevation of liver enzymes and other acute infection markers. O-infections are also often seen with COVID-19. CT scan and other imaging modalities usually show patterns consistent with atypical pneumonia. In cases where X-ray or CT scan is needed for a pregnant woman, there should be provision of an abdominal shield to protect the fetus from radiation exposure. Important thing should be arrangement in the existing healthcare to manage such patients. The management of COVID-19 exposed or infected pregnant women should be carried out in a dedicated unit where other women are not being taken care. There should be three demarcated zones clean, potentially contaminated and contaminated with exclusive passageways to minimize exposure of individuals to each other once they have been Allocate, once they have been allotted into these zones. The infected and potentially infected pregnant woman should be kept in separate isolation area. And each isolation area includes isolation wards and an isolation ICU. Another question asked, frequently asked question is about MTP. It is well established that early abortions are safer for women and the MTP Act places limits on the gestational age for abortions. This makes the provision of abortion time-sensitive. The services should therefore continue to be provided by public and private providers. Management of pregnant women is very, very important, particularly first let us see when she is not in labor. For the asymptomatic and uninfected women, at present, the recommended strategy is ANC a- a- is to defer for routine visits. They can consult their healthcare provider telephonically or through a web platform for minor ailments or minor complaints mm. or questions. Women with more than five months of amenorrhea are advised to count fetal movements every day at home. Time-sensitive visits such as targeted scans at 18 to 20 weeks and essential visits for high-risk pregnancy are needed. If a patient, pregnant woman is confirmed by test to have COVID-19 infection, the first step is to assess the systemic status. All confirmed cases are being hospitalized in India for isolation and observation. But when pregnant woman who has respiratory rate more than 30 breaths per minute Oxygen saturation less than 93 uh, at 93 percent at risk, when FiO2 is less than 300 millimeter of mercury when patient has more than 50 percent lesions progression within 24 to 48 hours in lung imaging or when quick sofa score is positive such patients need Uh, such patients need admission in ICU and further management in ICU. It is estimated that about 15% of COVID-19 infected individuals will need care in hospitals and 5% will need intensive care. And the outcome of such individuals is largely determined by the underlying comorbidities and the availability of ICU facilities. Medical management and drugs used in treatment for COVID-19 infections are mainly hydrochloroquine and antiviral. Supportive therapy for COVID-19 infections should include rest, oxygen, supplementation, fluid management and nutritional care as needed. The treatment of COVID-19 viral infection has been attempted by two approaches. First approach is the use of combination of hydrochloroquine and azithromycin. The other approach has been to use antiviral drugs, some of which are not yet available in India. Hydrochloroquine in a dose of 600 mg, 200 mg thrice a day with meals, and azithromycin, 1500 mg once a day for 10 10 days, has been shown to give virological cure on day six of the treatment in 100% treated patients in one study of 20 treated patients. Alternative regime for hydrochloroquine are to give 400 milligram twice a day on day one and then 400 milligram once a day for the next four days. Chloroquine, which is frequently used in India can also be used as an alternative. The dose is 500 milligram twice a day for seven days. Antiviral uh, drugs like Lopinavir and Ritonavir was the first antiviral combination used in an attempt to treat COVID-19 infection. This may be considered as a possible line of treatment for those who have chronic diseases, immunocompromised or uncontrolled diabetes. In India, some health authorities have prescribed a regime of Oseltamavir, 75 mg twice a day for 5 days in conjunction with hydrochloroquine. The recommendation is based on the experience of swine flu H1N1 experience. At present, data on this regime is limited. Paracetamol, Paracetamol is the preferred drug. If possible, ibuprofen and other NSAIDs may be avoided. The use of steroids for enhancing fetal lung maturity in situations where victim delivery is likely needs to be individualized based on women's condition. If there is a suspicion of secondary bacterial infection, appropriate antibiotic which are considered safe in pregnancy should be given. If there is difficulty in breathing, oxygen supplementation may be added, high-flow nasal oxygen, at 4 to 6 liters per minute should be immediately administered, and patient should be immediately shifted to intensive care. When such patient develop, uh, develops labor, when such patient comes with labor pain or develop, uh, then the protocol should be in place in every maternity unit to receive such type of patients with labor. A woman should call in advance to alert the maternity unit about her arrival whenever it is possible. This will give some time to the healthcare workers to prepare in triage with the personal protective equipment. The women should, the women should use private support or an ambulance when possible to reach the maternity unit. Reception and triage in the same room as to be used for admission in labor and delivery. The number of attendants allowed with the woman should be restricted. A separate delivery room and a separate operation theatres are required for the management of suspected or confirmed COVID-19 mothers. Both should have neonatal corners located at least 2 meters away from the delivery table. A multidisciplinary team may be involved in caring for the pregnant woman in labor depending on the severity of the condition. The anesthetist and neonatologist should be informed of such a woman presenting in in labor. Timing of delivery should not be altered on the basis of COVID-19 infection. It is not an indication to induce labor or deliver the woman. When pregnant woman is critically ill, delivery may be indicated to relieve the extra metabolic and pulmonary load. However, such a decision has to be guided by the degree of clinical stability, gestational age, available infrastructure and couples lease. As such, the pregnant woman with COVID-19 infection can be allowed to labour and indications for intervention should follow standard of practice. In labour, monitoring should include the periodic evaluation of the respiratory status with a watch for symptoms of difficulty or shortness of breath, respiratory rate, pulse rate, oxygen saturation on pulse oximeter. If there is a deterioration of these features, intensive care measures would be required including ventilation. An intravenous access should be established and fluid should be restricted in labor. It may be prudent to offer continuous electronic fetal monitoring in labor for women with COVID-19 infection wherever such facilities are available. A team of anesthetists should be available with a senior anesthetist taking the lead for epidural analgesia if she wants. The second stage of labor would be, should be cut short to prevent maternal exhaustion and reducing maternal efforts in case where there is respiratory involvement by the infection. At present, pregnant women have almost universally have been delivered by caesarean section when they present in labor with COVID-19 infection. There is no proven scientific rationale for this. There is no evidence that epidural or spinal anesthesia and analgesia is contraindicated in the presence of coronavirus. For most of the women, spinal anesthesia by standard technique is suitable. However, in the situation where there is respiratory compromise, general anesthesia and subsequent ventilation will be needed. If general anesthesia is administered, pre-oxygenate the patient for five minutes with 100% oxygen and perform rapid sequence induction to avoid manual ventilation of the patient's lung. A video laryngoscope to improve intubation success is more preferable. The need for using full personal protection equipment it, it is reiterated. The care of the newborn should be the hands should be in the hands of neonatologist or pediatrician. All newborns delivered to mothers who had a COVID-19 infection within 14 days of delivery or up to 28 days after birth should be tested for COVID-19 infections. All symptomatic neonates exposed to close contacts with COVID-19 mothers should also be tested for COVID-19. If mother is COVID-19 positive and baby's initial sample is negative, another sample should be repeated after 48 hours for asymptomatic and roomed in Neonates. There is no evidence that COVID-19 is secreted in breast milk. The main risk for infants of breastfeeding is the close contact with her mother, with the mother, who is also likely to share infective airborne droplets. As breast milk is the best source of nutrition and immunity for the infant, WHO and UNFPA encourages it with proper hand hygiene and respiratory hygiene. This guidance may change as time goes on and more studies and knowledge evolve. Once delivery is over, the isolation areas, procedure and surgical areas and medical equipment should all be handled as potential sources of infection. If a COVID-19 pregnant woman has been cared for in those areas, cleaning, disinfection or uh, proper disposal should be carried out as per the protocols. And while this is being carried out, the worker should wear uh, personal protective equipment. Postnatal care of mother infected with COVID-19 should include continued medical evaluation for the respiratory status and symptoms and standard practices of routine postnatal care. She should be encouraged to maintain the good practice of hygiene <coughs> and <coughs> she should, should, should consume a healthy nutritious diet to build immunity. The mother who is recovering from an acute illness and or when she is isolated from the infant may be at risk of developing anxiety, postpartum depression and other mental health issues. She should be offered counseling and psychological support. Training and managing the health care cadre is essential to prevent them from getting infected. Sick arrangements, transport need to be arranged and it is important to keep up their moral. Ultimately, prevention is always better than cure, but for COVID-19 infection, probably it may be the only regime Prevention, prevention, and prevention. So there is no need to be panic, but we should all follow the preventive measures. Pregnant women as well as healthcare workers both should uh, practice the preventive measures to save their, uh, themselves from uh, getting infected with the COVID-19 infections. I wish you all a uh, safety. Thank you very much. Insights from the world's best medical minds. This is therightdoctors.com.